whereas the intro that Matt selects is more of just like a random moment from the show. A, a that's taster, a, yeah. yeah. Like normally it involves a joke and someone laughing. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> what we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. You're joining us here today for episode 17. We are recording this on a Thursday, 1:30 p.m. in the afternoon. And once again, it is great to be back here together and here with you listening right now. Uh, it's going to be a really cool episode. It's going to be a really good one. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. But before we get into any of that, we're going to start this episode as we have been for the past 10 weeks or nine weeks. 10? And that's with Brulette. This week is week 10. True. Of yeah, Brulette. Sorry, I uh, cut you off. <laughs> no, no, that's, of the numbers no, for hey, once, look, in, yeah, once exactly. in the existence of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, look, if you know the story uh, of Brulette, great. If you don't, Go back and listen to a few episodes because you'll figure it out. Um, but look, I will give you the long and short of it, or the, or the short of it really. Me and James are endeavouring to purchase the same craft beer from a supermarket um, and just that that is it. We are trying to, without knowing anything, we are trying to buy the same beer. Um, and yeah, week 10 of that, We well, this week we are still unsuccessful. Um, so let's see if we can get it today who knows i mean it'd be a great week for it to happen it if would be a great week for it to happen be an that's amazing true. week for it to happen does it make that's it very any true. more likely no, no necessarily but but we tend double double digits the segment yep. has stood the the test of time um yes. but yeah let's do it man let's let's see if we have had any luck in the uh the bear bear buying universe all right. On the count of three, we will say uh, what type of alcohol it is. Uh, one, two, three. Session ale. Well, that's all she wrote, folks. Thanks for listening, um, guys. We will see you next week. See you next week uh, for Brulette. As always, uh, <laughs> cue the outro music. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, well, I'm drinking, uh, it's another Garage Project beer. Um, Transit of Venus is the name of the beer. Described as a hazy riff on the classic Venetian-inspired pale ale. Um, I think this might be a beer that's tied to the upcoming Wellington on a Plate uh, food festival. Um, but I haven't tried it before and haven't heard of it before. And it's got quite quite interesting artwork, as I'll show you. Which oh, is that's cool. No use to anyone else. But yeah, it's a pale ale. And yourself? Um, <laughs> I'm drinking Fugazi Garage oh. Project. Yep. So once again, we have hit the same brewery, uh, but we have not hit the same beer uh, from that brewery. Show, show um, me what the beer looks like again. Terrible. Fugazi. Terrible. Fugazi. It's the uh, it's the uh, uh, sheep sheep see, with. I stared wolf. at that, and I went. Yep. I'm pretty sure Matt's done this before. And that's one of the rules of Brulette is once someone's had a beer, you're not allowed to do it again. Have you had it in, was it in your place, in nope. your flat when I was there, but you nope. hadn't had it before? Nope. Oh. 
Imagination. You're just getting things in your head. I am getting things in my head. Look, it's one thirty. It seems early. It feels like we're yeah. up at 6 o'clock. But let's no, crack true. these puppies open before yes. we do anything more. Oh, bit in my eye there. Uh, cheers. Cheers. First impressions? Mm, I like mine. Uh, mm. The tasting notes include lemongrass, lime leaf, and grapefruit. Which I stared at before and thought, oh, those mm. are three things I don't particularly like. Like, I don't know if you've had kaffir lime, is often in Thai curries and is quite oh, yes. bitter yep, yep. and fragrant. And I don't mm-hmm. really like grapefruit, but man, first first taste of this, it's fruity and I think I'm going to enjoy it. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, my first impressions is uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it it tastes like Garage Project, which I don't think is an insult at all. Like it's, uh, you know, I, I when I started to drink this, I expected it. Um, but yeah, Fugazi, it's a session ale. And I believe the reason that it's called a session ale is because it's only 2.2%. And the reason behind this beer is that they've made it more hoppy. So it tastes a lot fuller, um, which disguises it from being only a 2.2% beer. So you can you can have this beer. You're not having a lot of alcohol percentage, but you're still getting the full hops from you know a full beer. Um, and uh, I must say, this also has um, grapefruit notes in it as well, um, and which they've used. So, um, but yeah, first impressions. Um, it's uh, it's nothing exciting, but I will enjoy it. You you remember the great session ale. Uh debacle of this podcast right yes yes i do right okay yeah i mean appropriate appropriate to appropriate now right we, yeah, yeah we should we should say today is just uh now that we've we are free to to sup on our craft beer of choosing um today's just gonna be a celebration episode um matt reminded me after we finished last week's podcast which is of no help <laughs> i know i know i know, I know. Of no help and we didn't want to tack on you know some an extra ending which we've done in the past um he reminded me that last week was the one year anniversary of matt and i starting this this thing up the one year anniversary of the bros and brews podcast from uh its conception which cheers snaps uh cheers claps, yeah, all c- around congratulations yeah. to all those involved uh, congratulations to you sir i must say oh and to you as well man thank you gladly received um but yeah last week was the one year anniversary and depending on how you do a count back certainly if you look at uh, acast the the uploading platform that we use to distribute this this podcast to spotify and apple podcast google podcast all those kind of specific uh platforms if you look on our acast when we upload this episode it will say that this episode is our 50th episode appropriately in line with the one year um those of you attuned with with maths and an understanding of how many weeks there are in the year will go hang on a second 52 <laughs> weeks in a year 50 episodes you've definitely taken more breaks than two weeks so something fishy is up you might be correct we might be counting a couple of episodes as the trailer we put out the little bonus track we put out the, the pilot uh, episode the pilot episode but for the most part to be honest even if we were even if we were looking at full on episodes, it's still like forty seven or something. And I gotta say, man, yeah. right at the top, the fact that we've only in fifty two weeks in a year, we've 
we've only sort of taken five or six or seven weeks. There's only five or six or seven less episodes than weeks in the year. It's pretty bloody phenomenal. So I'm I'm applauding us on that. Even if even if no one listening is applauding us on it, I've I've got to say today is the celebration (laughs) day. Uh, It's been a year. We have no topic. We'll do a few few similar things as yeah. normal weeks. We yeah. wouldn't want to pull you away from the the former that you now know and so so bloody well love. But yeah, it's just going to be a day of us chatting about a year of podcasting and how we feel like we are now compared to a year ago. What we've learned, what we're still getting better at. But um, yeah, the session ale for those of you with very very good memories. The the week that our good friend Hamish came on and did a a quiz to see who would receive the. Uh, the beer pack giveaway, Matt, sort of unforgivable in Hamish's eyes. What did you say that a session ale was? Like extra dry or? Yeah, I, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had oh. no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, those were earlier days, earlier days in the show. Um, <laughs> but but to bring it back around to, to the, the start, um, how are you, man? How have you been? How's your week been? How are you feeling generally as we as we reflect on, I guess, a year of of this this sweet puppy that is, or just the last <laughs> twenty four hours if anything interesting has happened? I'm just here to kick back and enjoy this beverage and hear you speak for a bit. Yeah, nice. As we should, as we should. Um, yeah, look, I'm really good. I um, I've got a really positive outlook at the moment. Um, not that I haven't for the past you know couple of weeks or months or so, but. Yeah, this past week's just been really, really nice. Uh, I have something going on in my life, uh, which is uh, really cool and exciting, which I will eventually share. Um, but for now, I'm really just going to keep that to myself because uh, it's something that I can enjoy for the moment. Um, but other than that, I have kind of steamed ahead with my agency stuff. Um, I have mocked up my um, emails, which I am going to send to the agents. And and I, as James knows and attests to this, I sent it to him, and he, uh, thankfully, with uh, all of his knowledge and uh, better England than what I have, um, helped me format and change a editing, few things. I think is the word. Yeah, he used. true. Yeah, true. You did. Yes, you did say that. Um, but no, I'm very thankful for that. And yeah, yeah. My look, my my resume is all together. Headshots are done. So um, within look, maybe this afternoon or tomorrow. Um, I will be sending off those emails and then just uh, seeing seeing what the universe has next. So I'm in a really good headspace. I also went out for some drinks with some friends on Tuesday night that I haven't caught up with in ages, and that was really nice. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's just been good. It's just been really nice. I, I once again haven't been putting too much pressure on myself. I worked on Saturday, which was enough, you know, to still get a little in the pocket. Um, so. Yeah, life seems to be having a really nice balance at the moment, and I can kind of see how it's going to continue going forward potentially, which is which is really cool. That's so exciting, man! And I think us recognizing just weeks where we feel better than other weeks is such an important thing. Just to say, like, hey, this week was good. Like, I'm mm. holistically, I'm feeling really good. At the moment doesn't mean there aren't small stresses or other things going on, but of course, from like a, a positive life outlook, that's that's great to hear and i think you know as we've chat tracked this this season of of the show and how we've been changing obviously you moving out of work has been probably the biggest change for you personally and just to hear that you have a really positive outlook on on how you are at the moment has 
all that really matters, I guess. Yeah. You know, Hard. forgetting yeah. the topics we've done, that kind of progression of of personal well being and development is the most important thing, and and that's obviously all I really care about about these calls, like forgetting <laughs> of the topics you you uh, feeling in a generally good space is is fantastic to hear. Yeah, no, and I think you know as we'll talk about more that's why i love doing these things you know it gives us the opportunity to talk uh well talk with my best friend um and yeah to check in you know i think that's one thing we've always talked about is that checking in and this is what all these the how are yous are about and stuff but um yeah uh, yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same if, if we didn't have this every week um and yeah i i treasure it but um before we go into any more of that how are you how are you doing I'm good, man. It's been an interesting couple of weeks, and I guess this week specifically. Um, oh, I'll get into the good before the, before the bad. It sounds so dramatic. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the good news is the, the coffee documentary idea that I've sort of patched back when we did Coffee 101 and has been kind of a through line of me speaking about my creative stuff over the last few weeks is kind of coming on leaps and bounds yes Um, i've done a lot of interviews with people in the coffee industry over the last couple of weeks i think there was one day tuesday this week i'd spent about five hours chatting to three different people and just was so exhausted i have really jammed packed stuff in because um i'm really hoping to keep the momentum going so f- yep. i finished the end of this preliminary round of interviews getting people aware of the project engaging general interest and as well as that there's been some chats with people who aren't in the coffee industry and are more in the industry that might help the finding funding i guess the logistics side of thing and that's very mm. much where the project is at now it's not like two months ago where it was, oh, this is a cool idea. What would the story be? No, it's like there's heaps of stories. There's no lack of narrative. The hard part now is finding funding, figuring out the format that it would take, the distribution, the crew, how much money do we need, all that sort of stuff, which is all very new to me. Yeah. And I've worked on projects, screen and, and stage that have been small budget and big budget, and you know that someone is taking care of that. But this is exactly. very much the first time that I've been at the nucleus of an idea and going, you know, what does this many mm. thousands of dollars mean versus this many thousands of dollars? Like how Your much boss. money do we need for this kind of thing? Um, which is super exciting. And I'm really enjoying driving something very much being the point of it, but man, it's, it's a lot of work. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, people write and direct and produce their own stuff on oh, a yeah. kind of mass Hollywood scale. Um, but that's been a big part of this week and the last couple of weeks. And I'm really stoked with how that's going. Um, today I was at the roastery in Lafare chatting to a couple of the, the big wigs there about stuff, which was part of why there was the, the reshift shuffle of, of things today. But yeah, really good on that front from a creative sense, feeling quite fulfilled at the moment. Nice. Um, and next week is the start of uh, my three-week contract redoing the show that we did last year, Batch, that we did as part of Tahi Festival at Bats Theatre in Wellington. We got funding to do a Wellington Schools tour of that, so next week is the week of rehearsal that we have before we do 10 or so performances in Greater Wellington Schools over the uh next couple of weeks so coming back to a show 
is exciting. I've never yeah, done huh? that before. I've never mm. had a show mm. and then come back to it six months or a year later. Um, some of the cast members have changed. There's some new crew people. I don't know how much it will be different from the first version of the show. So I am really excited for that. I do need to learn my lines again. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they're somewhere there in my memory. Um, but I do need to make sure I relearn the lines. Um so yeah, the next three weeks, we, we should say we're not quite sure what's going to happen yeah, with, with the pod, because um, mm-hmm. it, it will be a significant rehearsal and sort of performance chunk of time for me. But we're kind of open to a few different possibilities. We're not sure, you know, there's a version of this where we take three weeks off, there's a version where we do three full episodes, there's a version in between where we do some slightly different formatted stuff, but in a lot of ways this week has kind of perfectly hit uh an end of a year before a sort of change up of things that we we need to do but true yeah creatively i'm feeling really good the story that i've teased a few times um with with matt and haven't told him because i obviously want you the listener to hear at the the same time as him uh takes place on monday um what do you remember from monday in auckland and this is an open question i i i have no idea about auckland but Monday. Monday, do you Monday this week? Monday in Auckland. Or the country um, as a whole? Country as a whole on Monday. Um, Did it ooh. rain? Oh, yes. As, uh, yeah, it rained, but it wasn't crazy up here, but it rained. Wait, did it rain on Monday? What was I doing on Monday? I think I was hanging out with Mama. Was that Monday? Yeah, I was. I was hanging out with her on Monday. I think it was raining a little bit. Um, uh, but that is all I am aware of. Please film me and I'm going mad here. So Monday was the kind of peak rain day. Um, parts of the South Island of New Zealand, Christchurch. Uh, yes, of course, Christchurch. Yep. Serious yep. flooding. Yep. Uh, and here in Wellington, it rained pretty pretty badly as well. Um, I was at work, takeaway window, watching the just this puddles build up in the street and thinking yep winter's here um <laughs> and got home from work at around three thirty or so by that stage the kind of the sun had come out a little bit and kind of forgotten how disgusting the day had been and i um unlocked the door to the lounge and uh stepped in and went something's not quite right here and uh the lounge was flooded no what yes yes our lounge uh what i've come to learn this week is describing flooding is really difficult because you say flooding and it sounds really 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 bad you think of like knee deep water everywhere but i think technically if a drain is blocked and there's water going down a gutter you know that's flooding as well it's a flood yeah it's quite a big it's quite a big sort of spectrum um for those of you who haven't been to my place of living, don't follow me. Don't harass me outside of the podcast time. <laughs> this is professional. That's private. Um, no, it's a kind of a small house, granny cottage type situation. Uh, and our the ground floor, so it's a one bedroom, but a loft type situation. So the ground floor is an open plan kitchen and lounge, um, which is a concrete floor which is both the the floor and the saving grace of this story. Um, when we had met the previous tenants who had kind of helped us secure the place, they had said that the one floor in the property was that three days 
last winter they had found a bit of water had come up through a crack in the concrete oh. and they had said like it wasn't too bad chucked a couple of towels down type situation but they didn't um, do anything about the crack the landlords the previous landlords who now no longer own the property had kind of clearly said well, there's nothing we can do about it short of ripping this house up and they just knocked a bit of rent off and everyone kind of went about living their lives <laughs> and we've been you know we're aware of the crack there have been a few <laughs> days a few few weeks ago that really rained hard and i thought maybe mm. this will happen and nah nothing nothing happened so to be honest on monday i thought this is no, not as bad as it was a couple of weeks ago but uh obviously not the case and so i came home and the bulk of the lounge was submerged in water is how best i could describe it from the worst flooded places being i'd say like three millimeters underwater to mm-hmm. other places just as if you'd like accidentally poured a glass yeah, of water there on the was ground. surface surface water kind of thing but the main thing was that we have quite a big rug like two and a half meters <gasps> by one and a half oh, no. meters slap bang in the middle of the lounge which is now completely i don't say completely ruined but it got completely soaked is now hanging up in our landlord's basement drying um what state that will be in i have no idea so that's sad but it's kind of I guess the saving grace because it soaked up so much So water. much of the water, yeah, true. Now, I have no idea how much worse it would have been if that rug hadn't been there because it was sopping. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like when we folded it up to take it to the boot of their car and accidentally tipped it, like a sheet of yeah. water came <laughs> off it. Um, oh, no. And then so the, the toweling and mopping up the lounge was a pretty serious task, like, many towels needed and and the mop and stuff the good news is that pretty much all of our stuff is off the ground like the couch is on legs the desk yep. is on legs i was gonna ask yeah yeah, um, yeah and obviously seeing as it is concrete once it's dry it's kind of dry it's not like mm-hmm. if you get flooding in a carpeted house where you're trying to dehumidify yeah, and get the smell out yep so now other than not having the rug it seems fine but the landlords came round, and that evening we kind of like siliconed up the cracks as a temporary solution. Yeah, well, that's what they should have done in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, think something's the, better than nothing. Exactly, something is better than nothing. I think the previous owners were probably like foreign investors. Frankly, don't really give a rat's I'm ass out. about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we've siliconed up the cracks. Bad news: we think there's a new crack. Oh, great fruitcake! Um, and yeah, now whenever it rains, I'm like, is the house is, flooding? Is it happening? Which is not <laughs> yeah. a great place to be in. I mean, they're thinking about long-term solutions, but yeah, that's kind of been the story of of my week has been has been the flooding that happened on Monday, and it's not really uh, affecting us now, other than the fact that we don't have the rug, so the flat is slightly colder. But that's been the the thing that happened this week for the first time in my life wow. coming home and going ah this isn't meant to be wet this is <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we laugh we laugh but that is a very unfortunate situation uh, yeah. and thank god we just one... didn't have like a laptop on the oh. ground or I yeah think one, exactly one android charger cord i put in the bin because it just went not worth it we have other ones not worth it i don't want to for the most part we got we got pretty lucky but but yeah, it just makes you think about people who have serious flooding and their whole houses just get gutted because of oh, because yeah. of water, you know? Yeah. Great to have yeah. have some rain for the, the plants and the climate and all that, but man, water can be a a fickle friend. Yeah, yeah. Well I mean quickly. And I'm that's my story mention, of the week. 
yeah that's uh yeah that's a very unfortunate story very unfortunate story but i mean coming off what you just said that's the unfortunate thing about christchurch is that they have uh been having a few droughts lately so the water coming off the hills rolling through the rivers into the ocean uh the rivers overflowing and then going onto the pastures and paddock paddocks and because they're dried up none of the water is being soaked up by the ground that's why there's so much flooding in the area um so yeah it's um man mother mother nature i I had a i had a quick uh discussion with mum about it and stuff and you know if we just left you know natural rivers and lands alone you know if we didn't excavate land and create new you know gutterways and all of this kind of stuff then i feel like the water would just do naturally what it needs to do but because we've made so many changes and different directions for water to flow and go into and stuff like that you know we've kind of messed with the natural water cycle of it all so Mm. i'm not saying it's anyone's fault it's no one's fault of course but it's just so unfortunate that majority as you said ashburton and christchurch have just been living through absolute hell this past week um but yeah mother nature we love you we love sometimes. you sometimes <laughs> but sometimes you you're up? throwing us a doozy yeah yes <laughs> funny wow. how we think of rain as being like oh there's light rain and then there's heavy rain but actually what we think of as heavy rain is still down the light end of the spectrum and it's only when there's yeah. crazy storms yeah. that you go Wow. Okay, this is actually oh, that's step right. out for two seconds. You are soaked. <laughs> yeah. Type yep. rain. Yeah. Um, and that's just it. We have no idea about monsoons as well. Oh know. god. Monsoons. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. No. Do it. No. I mean, it's quite yeah. a nice day here. Actually, it's been sunny skies, and it's certainly getting colder. But as I said to to a um a cafe owner operator today, I said, you know what? I'm happy for it to get cold. Just let it be cold and allow me to be dry i'll put on as many as many layers as as i need to but just don't make me have to deal with the kind of hot sweat wet yep. damp feeling um yeah yeah thoughts agreed, with you student agreed. student flatters and cold damp flats i'm thinking of you in these tough times oh for sure for sure we've uh man we've been we've been through it we've been in in particular situations of uh cold winters that's for sure um sure have but that was my way. But, uh, Generally speaking, yeah, good, nice. flooding, nice. bad. Yep. Uh, hey, you, with, you know, yin and yang. Nothing wrong with a yin and yang week. Um, but I'm, you know, the thing that I took the most out of what you said, it, it was the word fulfilled. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing, there is nothing better than going to the end of the week and just being like, yeah, that's fulfilling, you know? And that can be from the minute to the massive as well. And I think that's a beautiful way an outlook to be able to look at days and stuff is just for feeling fulfilled even if it isn't massive it's still fulfilling which i think is just uh a really beautiful word so that is going to be my word take out from uh from the how i use uh at this moment um but i have a question to continue moving on with the episode um it's a quick it's a it's a quick one it's a quick one um uh, as as uh i know a lot of you listeners really like these little random questions and a, a deep dive into our uh, uh personal shower situations and things like that <laughs> um but my question to you is when you can't sleep what techniques do you use to get to sleep like what are you you know an example are you a counter uh, do you listen to music? Uh, what like is there any sort of thing that you regularly like? Oh, I can't sleep right now. Uh, okay, I'm going to do this, and it it works or helps at all. 
I think the big thing I've learned over the last few years is for me, I need to get out of bed. I need to get out of bed and I don't know, have a glass of water or like go to the toilet. Even if I don't need to to go to the toilet, Mm -hmm. maybe eat a Mandarin, even if I'm not hungry, like brush my teeth again. Or I think the process of getting out of bed helps me in the minutes in the future when I then go, Oh, getting into bed seems like a nice prospect. Like a reset. Like a reset. Yeah. I don't think I have found anything in bed that works for me. Definitely not counting. I find going on my phone counterproductive as I'm sure all the studies have shown, you know, your eyes on the screen. Yeah. Time. You shouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. I have tried reading in the past and sometimes that has been digital reading. I just, because if you're, reading and your brain is trying to process words that can make your brain get tired. Sometimes mm. that has worked. Um, I've dabbled with the sort of calming music type stuff, which has worked for me in the past, not recently when I've had more anxiety filled sleep. So I guess rather than just, Oh, my brain's awake. If I've been really, really stressed or, or anxious, that has helped me calm down but I wouldn't use that in a, oh, I'm staying awake. I just need to get to sleep type situation. Um, yeah, I think the main thing for me is, is getting out of bed and trying to break the mental cycle. Like a couple of weeks ago, there was a really bad storm. And this was the storm where I thought the ground might erupt in our lounge and it didn't. And Fran and I were both awake at like one o'clock in the morning and we just stayed awake for a couple of hours because it was so loud on our skylight. And I probably should have, just got out of bed and done something else gone to the lounge gone on my laptop or tried to read a book or even just doing some random task to then have the prospect of getting back into bed being helpful but yeah i I haven't come up with anything staying in bed doing mental processing that that helps for me what about you yeah that's uh that's really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, for me, I've I've gone through the more lay. I've gone through the more. I can't like I can't do calming music. Yeah. Um, like I, I, you know, ocean sounds, whale sounds, all of that kind of stuff. Can't really do that. Um, sometimes I do find myself popping on a playlist, but then the problem that I have is that I'll fall asleep and then I find subconsciously, I'm like, is the music still on? Is it still is it still going? And then all of a yep. sudden I'll wake up again and I'll be like, oh, the music's still going. I should turn that off. Yep. And then I turn the music off and then I'm like, ah, now I'm here again, you know? So yeah, I think music can sometimes work or not. Ready, ready, ra. Um, but I found it actually came up in a. I think it might have come up in a TikTok actually. That the one that I find that works the most for me is really being like getting into bed. Um, and then like fully relaxing my body, like almost like I'm, you know, I'm in my own ear with like ASMR being like, your whole body is feeling the bed, feel your legs slowly sink into the bed. And obviously you there's no sound going. You are an ice block on a summer yeah. day, <laughs> feel <laughs> yourself melt into the surface. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not listening to anything. But I did, I have found that just kind of, yeah, sinking into the bed and just fully relaxing my body um, uh, probably work the best. But the, the thing that I find and struggle the most with is that I can't get to sleep unless I'm tired. Yeah. And that's why I'm such a night owl. 
um, my sleep is all over the place. I love my sleep-ins, really love a sleep-in. Um, and yeah, I, I do like nighttime as well, but I can't get to sleep unless I'm tired. Yeah. So I had a situation the other day. I think I, yeah, I think I mentioned this to you. I was up until five o'clock um, because I could, because I, I honestly couldn't sleep and I, I just, I wasn't tired. Um, and so I knew that in order to get to sleep, I just had to wait it out until my body was like, yeah, you're tired now. And then I fell straight asleep. So yeah, it's, uh, my, yeah, my cycle is really weird like that. Um, some nights I will, I, I find whenever I force myself to sleep, those are the most uncomfortable sleeps I have. I'm going oh, in yeah. and out, in and out, in and out when I'm really like, I need to sleep now. So yeah, I've really come to the conclusion that I can't sleep unless I'm tired and my body's like, yep, you can go to sleep now. Um, but the technique that I have been using is the whole, yeah, melting into the bed and just being in that moment of just like weightless. Yeah. Yeah. But not oh, getting it's... up, but not getting up out of bed, I must say. I, I, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get the reset of it, but I feel like if I get out of bed from a moment of trying to sleep, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, I'm definitely not tired now. Mm, you should try it sometime. Well, that's just said. I might. I mean, look, if it works, then yeah, it might. Get up, move around. Go and I do find the odd glass of the glass of water is nice. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, I do that. I do do that. I do go out onto the balcony sometimes and like because I love. I we've talked about this before. I like the cold more than the like extreme heat kind of. Yeah, thing. I think temperature so, change is really important when you're struggling yeah. to sleep. You need to yeah. push your body somewhere else so that when it gets into bed, it feels mm. different. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I love going on the balcony and just being just cold, just for a, for a split moment. Yeah. Yeah, because when you get into bed, it feels feels warm. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you're such an idol man, because I know we've talked about this before, but I think I've got to that stage of life where my body clock is just anything later than 7.30 would be a shock to me, sleeping in wise. I just... I would really? never naturally uh-huh. sleep until nine o'clock. My body uh-huh. just knows to get up. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't, man. I can't. Well, I mean, okay. I must admit the past few days I have been waking up uh, just naturally around like, yes, yeah, seven or eight. Um, and then I'm like, no, close your eyes again. And I go back to sleep because I know I haven't had enough sleep. Um, but nah, man, I honestly, uh, a good, yeah, uh, anywhere from nine to 11 is a good sleep for me. But that's because I'm going to bed at anywhere from one to three o'clock. God, bro, I try to be in bed by nine thirty. Yeah, see, no, I am wide awake then, man. I am wide awake. I am I do not my best tired. Stuff at nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I do like to play my video games, so that probably. I, I think that's a huge part of it. I, I think yeah. that's a huge part yeah. of it that you probably never move off because no. nighttime no. is the gaming time and you're part yep. of a community where you want to be playing at the same time as other people and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I do really treasure that time as well. Um, it is, it's my escapism. It's my escapism from the day. So, um, yeah, no shame for that, but no, I totally, I, I totally hear. Um, yeah, I was just really interested, uh, in, uh, yeah, how you might want to get to sleep because that is something I have been really thinking about lately and not necessarily resetting my clock, but just being aware of how, yeah, I can maybe get a better night's sleep. Yeah, I think the main thing for me is if I'm struggling to go to sleep, I am now aware of my own body enough that 
if I even start having mm. the conversation with myself, are you struggling to get to sleep? You, you, I just have to get up and do something else because I'm not yep. going to convince myself that I'm tired in the same way that you won't convince yourself that you're tired. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But thankfully I haven't had to do it too much lately. I've been having pretty good sleep, I think, because I have been tired, you know? Yeah, you're a busy man, yeah. Yeah, and I mean... It's good. Tired, I think, is often seen as a negative connotation, but... Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes you're doing lots of stuff and you're exhausted and then you go and have sleep and you wake up the next day and you do you do the next thing. True. Fulfilled. Hashtag. Fulfilled. Fulfilled. Hashtag fulfilled. Episode 17, season two. Yeah, we'll just call it fulfilled. <laughs> Nothing else. Start, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, we should start just naming episodes single words. Single words. Very abstract. <laughs> An abstract shift towards. Today we're just going to have a have a look at the word fulfilled and like what does that mean to you <laughs> good question though man because I, I mean that, that's the thing with these questions we try and we try and find a balance between you know really niche specific stuff and i guess more uh evocative questions that might sort of lead to 20 minutes of really really deep conversation sometimes we just want short sharp answers but for the most part we always whenever we're trying to think of questions we always want things that most people you know you as listeners would have an opinion on you know there's no point Mm. us asking super specific questions about each other's lives that have no relevance to anyone it's it's more stuff that perhaps we don't think of that often or the questions that we don't ask that everyone is kind of going through on a daily basis like the the pressing the button at, at pedestrian crossings we do that yeah. everyone is everyone engages with pedestrian crossings in some volume within a week i would imagine if you go a week without crossing a pedestrian crossing that is a fascinating life and i'd love to know get that. outside <laughs> you know and i always think we're going to run out of questions that are i guess interesting but affect everyone you know we don't want to be asking mm. what is your favorite day of the week you know all the time <laughs> what is your favorite song you know some stuff is just it's just not that interesting you know if yeah. the scope is too big which is why i think the best questions that we've found on this, this show have often been do you do one thing or do you do the other thing yeah yeah that, yeah. that limiting of the pool of answers is often the most fascinating you know pool to work within because everyone fits within one or the other in terms of their answer and so the the debate between people that are on different sides is more interesting than if you ask someone a question that has infinite numbers of answers because it's hard to debate i think yeah yeah no that makes sense i think it's interesting as well you know with the kind of humanity uh, not necessarily putting things in boxes but it's it's interesting to see where uh people either align with you or not with you i think that's yeah that's exactly exactly it and people Um, think that what they do is normal until you present (laughs) to them that you and a group of other people do something different i mean this doesn't need to be a question because it's not interesting enough but the whole toilet roll debate is a classic Mm. some people some people have you know coming over the top and has some people have it coming from the bottom and everyone feels pretty passionately about which side of the fence they're on i mean fundamentally it doesn't actually make that much difference i mean i have an opinion i'm over the top um <laughs> not like these are from the bottom heathens from the I, bottom. I kid i kid um 
But you'd be hard pressed to meet someone who goes, oh, I don't really care. I don't really have an opinion. Yeah, most people ha- do one by default, regardless of how passionate they are about it. And that's just something that if uh, I'm sure there are many people existing blissfully unaware that there are other people who use toilet paper in the traditional way that have a different orientation of uh, of uh, sitting on, on the holder, you know? How many words can you use to describe a toilet roll without getting to the point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, you got me there. You got me there. Good. Oh, it's a casual so episode. Good. It's episode that's 50. Yeah, well, that's what, and that's, and that's just it. And that, you know, I was actually just about to mention to you, because it's so casual, I've got to step away from my, uh, from my recording device for nice. two seconds, because yep. once again, I have completely forgot to flick on the power at the wall and I can slowly see my laptop dying. Nice. That's how casual it is. So Sweet, take your headphones off and I'm going to say whatever the, the hell I want. Five, oh no, here we go. You're going to have to listen back to me today. All right, Matt is gone, guys. Um, what can I tell you about him? Um, Matt, I don't know. No. I don't, I can't think of any juicy goss. Oh, I know what he won't tell you about and what he didn't tell you about. Oh, Matt, hey. How oh, hey, going, what did you man? say there? Oh, no, oh. we weren't talking about you at all. No, we? okay. Listener, wink, wink. Um, I actually thought you were going to take longer. I was trying to build up to something really, really funny, but you, oh. you, you flicked the switch way too fast. The wall is right there. Yeah. We'll never know. We'll, we'll never know. know. I mean, you can listen back in editing and, and it's true. you can note down the, the particular point, but honestly, probably not worth your time. It wasn't nah. as funny as I hoped it would be. Oh, okay. You really <laughs> offered something up on a plate to me there and I just absolutely, absolutely didn't take it. It'd be really interesting to listen back to the early episodes, to be honest, because obviously a big development of this show has been Matt and I coming to understand each other's tendencies with these topics and where is the point to listen and where is the point to speak? When is the other person giving you, like, almost metaphorically taking the headphones off and just saying, go for gold, like, this go is your it. point. Yeah. yeah. And when you, as the speaker, I mean, that as me, but also as you, spending a little bit too long on a point and even if there's more to be said for the flow of the conversation and the overall episode to move on to the next thing Mm. i imagine we've got a much better understanding of how we've formed thoughts uh on these episodes to read when the person is getting to something important or when they're kind of fluffing because we should say like I know we've, I think we've had it before, but this is like basically completely unscripted and it's not necessarily the norm for podcasts. Um, like our good friends, Kai and Tabby, I caught up with them this morning. Shout out, says the three of Unpack is out. Hey. Uh, the theme of the season is New Zealand. Snaps. Episodes on Te Tiriti or Te Waitangi, Oranga Tamariki, the flag debate. It's, it's all good stuff. So season three is an absolute bell to go and listen to them, but their stuff's all scripted. They have writers and, and they really clear on the points that they want to hit. And undoubtedly, like their production is way more professional from ours in the sense mm. that it's a polished mm. thing. But we're obviously doing so, something completely different. Um, and because it's so off the cuff, we've really had to develop an understanding of each other and the way that we form thoughts in a way that we probably never would if we haven't started this podcast, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and I think that's uh, the. I mean, the one thing I'm saying that is that for me, I love listening to you. You know, like I do, I do, and so I honestly will let you 
just talk and keep going because I, I love what comes out of your mouth every single time. Um, but I totally get what you mean. I think for me, yeah, I've definitely had like a lot of growth in the sense of just, um, I think at the start I was obviously not apprehensive, but just kind of on the back foot a little bit, you know, really trying to find the groove. And I think, like you said, I, it's, it's kind of come to a point where, you know, I feel comfortable with you and the kind of give and take that we have with each other, which is which is really refreshing and really nice. Not that the start and what we were doing at the beginning was like, oh, why am I even doing this? But we've definitely come to a point now a year later where I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great fun. I love this. I love what we both have to say. Um, and I think we can both bring different things to the table at different moments as well. Um, I also think our combination of voices together is quite relaxing. So Yes, the timbre of our voices. Is scr- <laughs> Turn it on when you're struggling to sleep. <laughs> uh, I know a few people that do do that. They listen to us when they're, when they're going to sleep. What not will, because it's, what will not bore because me? Boring. <laughs> oh yeah, I really need to put sleep. Actually, that's when your end. sleeping technique. I'll just put on the Bros and Brews podcast. I'll go straight to sleep. <laughs> hey, look, we'll take the listens. However, have we, we can get them? Um, yeah, feverishly checking. They don't have that on a cast. They don't tell you people sleeping <laughs> while listening download stats. But yeah, I think uh, us developing this. I say on air relationship because it, it it feels like it. Like when we're recording, because we don't cut pieces up, because we don't piece it together, it feels like a live. I guess it is a live recording. Yeah, well, now, you yeah, might not be is. listening yeah. live, but we only do one take. There's no, yep. you know, very rarely we'll edit something out if there was kind of a fumble or people talking over each other. But it's pretty rare, and if we do, it's normally just to edit it out like like I just burped then I'm not going to take it out I can't be bothered doing that in the editing process um, it's it's live like we're, we're recording this in, in a single take um, and becoming comfortable with that and sometimes there are small gaps but you know when mm. you're listening to a show like this I don't think that that makes it feel any less professional I think it's the other side of things people just want to hear other people speak and I said that to yeah. Toby and Kai this morning because they their main you know the stuff that goes up on Spotify is scripted narrative uh, essentially like journalism podcast and then the stuff that they do for their patrons for those of you unpack Patreon a pittance mere couple of dollars a month to get the extra content they also do a second show uh or, or sort of second episodes called uh good morning where they just chat about stuff and i said yep. to them sometimes people actually just want to hear your voice they don't actually care about what you're talking about it's kind of that community relationship with the people that you're listening to on podcasts and you know, not all the mm. time do people want to hear really political socio-cultural divisive issues be debated sometimes people just want to hear like talking about food and that's why you know with this show we've really tried to keep a balance of us just catching up us just chatting and stuff that we're really passionate about and issues that might be quite you know divisive or or hard-hitting or or controversial but it kind of all comes down to us developing our relationship with each other and i mean just even recording here today like 
I got my hand in my pocket right now. I'm just kind of scratching my eye, staring out the garden. <laughs> you know, just compared to when we started, where it's like, must speak into the mic, you this, know? And here, my hands will be on the desk. Am I hitting anything? Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. I so get what you mean. I so get what you mean. And I think that's I think that's why I've enjoyed it so much, is that we really haven't put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know? We really just are two guys just shooting the gab, you know, and talking about things, catching up. Um and yeah, I, and that I guess that's what makes it a lot of fun. I, I mean, it helps that you're my best friend, so true to talk to you is is easy. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, there is definitely that level of I think yeah, like you said, that on air professionalism and and relationship, just in the sense of we still want to make sure we're creating a good product at the end of the day as well. Um, and I guess that's that's the entertainment industry really you know yeah. you want to make sure you're putting something out there that people are going to enjoy but i think like i said what makes this really enjoyable is the fact that it's it's fun and it's chill and it's live and it's off the cuff which is i think two things or multiple things that you and me are both really good at as well and um that's why we want to do the professions that we want to do you know yeah and talk I about think these things the best feedback well not the best feedback but the feedback we have received that i most warmed by is people who say that the show is easy listening like i yeah. take that as yeah. the Heck i think yeah. i think we've mentioned this before but that is the best feedback you can give us because while some of the topics we discuss like we we want to encourage debate and we kind of we hope to inspire you to consider issues in certain ways. We're never going to be a show that does so much research that we uncover a tiny little fact that you've never considered. You know, everything mm. comes from our own perspectives on issues. So when people say it's easy listening, whether it's an episode where we don't really cover anything hard hitting or if it's something where we take a deep dive on a big cultural issue, to be told that the episode is easily consumable. I think is like the greatest compliment that we can be we can be paid because that's reflective of of us as personalities and and the show that we've created you know forget the topics that we focus on that that is a bit of feedback that specifically relates to you and I so uh, whenever yeah. anyone has mentioned it like that has been the the feedback that I've taken on the most positively out of anything yeah yeah totally agree totally agree um and yeah i mean this year has just been full of so many different things as well i mean the first thing big thing that i really wanted to bring up was the fact that we got signed on with um a podcast network yeah you know when you know me and james we started this yeah a year ago uh end of may last year and we were using uh buzzsprout buzzsprout was what we were using before and we were uh paying monthly to use that and upload episodes and thing and things and and that was really good because we were just kind of you know starting out and just seeing yeah. where it went where we went with it and then the fact that um yeah we got contacted by zane who is the head runner of um the um tnc um that's not canon uh productions the australian podcast network um and yeah, he yeah he liked what we were doing, and he signed us on to uh, just be a part of their I guess family, their wider community really. And then that's when we made the jump to Acast. And yeah, I think that was a really big, you know, moment in doing this in the sense of, wow, we are doing this, 
you know uh we people are seeing it and it is being recognized and people are enjoying it and we can kind of keep moving forward with this thing um which kind of just kept the momentum i mean the momentum was never dying it wasn't i don't think we were at that point we were like oh what's next it's always been very in the moment with this um but yeah i think when when we signed in with tnc it then became the discussion of like okay what can we aim for then you know what can we what can we see happening within the next few months or the next year or so and um but yeah like i said we're still not look numbers numbers are numbers you know uh yeah. it really comes down to just the the content and the conversation that we're having that's what we're really worrying about but I, yeah that was still a very big moment for me yeah content and the conversation and i guess also the the consistency i don't mean consistency yeah, and like the conversation is always really interesting i just mean <laughs> the ability to more weeks than not overwhelmingly put something out like yep. it takes takes a lot of time that's definitely one thing i wanted to mention today for for people that are listeners to give an idea of what what a an episode looks like i mean matt and i will normally you know we will know what the topic is for any given week in advance um sometimes that'll take a bit of research sometimes like on a day like today a couple of nights out I'll message me I'll be like right this time on this day is that cool I'm not really planning much for this week because it's going to be pretty off the cuff and we'll usually call in and have about you know 15 to 30 minutes of pre-episode chat get some of our life updates out of the way the, <laughs> the super secret stuff you guys aren't privy to actual friend <laughs> conversation if you will um and then we'll just at a certain point we'll we'll go over what we have planned you know if we have notes things we want to hit double checking who's asking the question for the week and have you got a beer you know all those specific <laughs> things um so it's not a hundred percent off the cuff like we go in knowing which things we are and aren't hitting um like broad brush strokes um and then we just like we just go for it Normally, you know, this season has been hitting close to 90 minutes, which a lot of people, well, that's not fair. People haven't said it's long, but I'm aware that people think that 90 minutes is a long time, but it's, it's all just depends on where you come from. Like all the podcasts that I listen to are 90 minutes. They're all mm. more current eventsy type podcasts that are quite long. So for me, it doesn't seem long at all, but I know some people think podcasts are 20 minutes normally. So of course it would seem like a massive amount of time true um we finish our recording we'll normally have a like a tiny break like get up stretch the legs matt will break down his sort of setup i'll go and have a cup of tea or something and we basically get straight into editing um and that's something that we've obviously got way way better at you know a year ago i've never used audacity before at all i had no idea how to bring down spikes when we're the peaking or make things sound slightly better let alone us editing and intro and outro music or music clips <laughs> when we you know decide to do episodes that have music clips in them in some episodes the editing will be faster if it's if it's a week like this week where we're not editing anything in um it'll just be the process of matt sending me his audio file which he will have you know, played with the levels if there's any super loud peaks he'll bring them down do some noise reduction to get background noise out of the way he'll send it over to me i'll splice them together um lining up the two files so we're speaking to each other in the kind of back and forth that we actually are in this conversation and sometimes that'll be easy and sometimes it'll take me 
10 minutes because you'll think you have it and then you go halfway through the episode and go damn he laughed way too early <laughs> yeah, for way when too that early, joke yeah. was <laughs> um and then we'll sync up the the audio levels because you know we have a rough idea of the volume that we're both recording at but sometimes someone will be way too loud so we'll have to bring someone down and bring someone up and yeah i do that on my side i'll i'll put together a what is always saved in my father's mj mix uh and then i'll send that off to matt and he'll uh select an intro which sometimes we discuss sometimes you know matt will just go for it um it all depends on you know what else is happening on that afternoon the evening and he'll mix that in with intro and the outro uh anytime we have to add extra snippets in whether it's cross promos or, you know when we shout out other podcasts or songs like the the now episode or the kendrick episode matt will put that in because he's really good at fading songs in and fading them out uh and then he'll send the full edited episode back to me and that's when i'll upload it to the acast distribution platform we'll do a write-up for the episode so i'll kind of listen back to the talking points and and figure out like okay at this point we do brulette at this point we start the topic and obviously you can't do a massive essay it's just meant to be short bullet points and that's something that i'm good at i'm good at yeah describing what we spoke about in the shortest amount of words possible it's the old history student in me like having to condense <laughs> ten thousand words of research into three thousand words you learn when to shorten words and when words don't matter and use the and symbol rather than the and word because it gives you two extra characters, that kind of thing. Um, and we'll decide on the the name of the episode together. We'll always consult each other on the artwork. Sometimes it's pretty simple. Sometimes we kind of arm and arm for a while. Um, and then we'll design the, the artwork of some kind. We should say, when I say artwork, I mean the the episode art with our heads in them uh weeks in advance usually hopefully sometimes days uh we will have messaged sj uh sarah jane's art and she will have done the headliner which is anytime on instagram you've seen the the drawing um which even in this season has changed from pencil to to digital like sj has upskilled the way that we've done that i mean they were great before now they're even better um we will get that artwork from her and we'll find a minute selection from the episode that we think is kind of a decent sound bite for summing up what the episode is. Whereas the intro that Matt selects is more of just like a random moment from the show. A, a that's taster. A, yeah. yeah. Like normally it involves a joke and someone laughing. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> and yeah, once we've done the write up, we'll, we'll, we'll check the wording and we'll post it and it goes off onto Spotify and Apple podcasts and stuff pretty quickly, to be honest, like within half an hour, it'll usually be on Spotify. Some of the other ones are at slower, no shade at anyone else, but Spotify seems to be the fastest. Um, and then when we have the art and the headliner and everything ready to go, we'll usually have that for the next, next day where Matt will, uh, go on Instagram and do the, the story and I'll upload the, uh, post themselves on Instagram and that's kind of the end of the cycle. And I guess a big thing this season is us trying to get from hitting record to going, cool, we have the art, the headliner, and it's up on the platforms all done 
that whole process within like five or six hours. Whereas last yeah. season, last year, it was taking us a couple of days. We were taking long breaks. And one of our goals this year, which we've definitely achieved, is to go, how can we condense this into six hours of our week? Not because editing is boring or anything, but it definitely takes a different kind of energy than the recording. Like we could keep going for four hours and just keep chatting and having a beer and it would be easy. It's the editing stuff that I think probably stops people from growing their podcasts. Like the number that people would always say to us when we started out was I think most 80% of podcasts or 90% of podcasts don't get past episode seven or something. I don't think it's about the content. It's about the editing and the uploading and the posting on social media like that stuff can be really really exhausting which is why Mm. we have tried to in the last couple of months when we haven't felt like it just go not gonna do one this week you know yeah and the fact that we've done close to 50 over the course of a year i think speaks to our our determination to keep putting stuff out and and you know forget the topics themselves forget the content itself the ability to to keep doing it I think is one of the most important things because you know if in five years time people look back and they're going to say oh remember episode seven when they talked about this but what they will look back on again from us as a creative in a wider sense we can say to them hey we've done this many episodes of a podcast that's taken this much effort in editing like you can see that we when we're passionate about something We'll mm. give it freaking everything and we'll Hard. be dedicated to creating that thing. And sure, some weeks it's been really exhausting. Sometimes the editing is a massive pain or like last week, um, not to throw you under the bus because it's not a big deal, but like Matt oh, yeah. sent me the wrong kind of audio file and then went out and and I had my dinner and I was like, yeah, cool, we're all set. And then I looked at it and I was like, damn, I can't open this no, you and you're anything. off doing something and I wasn't uh, going to bother you and message you so sometimes things go wrong but for the yeah. most part like our editing and the way that we now can produce a podcast is incredible like if someone came to us and said hey we want to record a podcast can we pay you to edit it and produce it and put it out we would be able to do that which yeah, is definitely is uh, upskilling that a year ago <laughs> we just didn't freaking know what we were doing hard hard and i think and i I think that's the beautiful thing in the sense of when we came to the conclusion that we were going to do this we didn't let that scare us you know we really just we learned as we went and i think that's a beautiful thing is that you can do just in any aspect of life really you can learn on the go you don't have to know everything i think that's the most valuable thing and i think because i'm very i'm a very practical learner as well i learn by doing things um so yeah the more that we went and continued with it yeah exactly the more we were able to grow um but yeah i gotta say editing those like now episodes and uh the what was it the um the sampling episode those are those take a while but they're a lot of fun to do because that's you know they really work at the end of the day um which is which is just i think so fulfilling and i think that's the thing i think when we do an episode that has a bit more to it in the sense of the editing aspect of it and then when we listen to it back and stuff you i do i do sit there and i'm like yeah that's sick <laughs> like yeah. that's that's really effective that's really cool um so that is that once again fulfillment of creating a really cool episode um by editing something that's maybe a little bit more on the hard hard spectrum um but yeah no i uh it's yeah 
I don't know. I just feel feel so in the swing of it all now. It's it's like it's like clockwork, which is what what it should be, you know. Which is which is what it needs to be. I, I think you know the other word to take away is that we've become more efficient. Yes, we've just become way more efficient with each other in the communication when it comes to putting an episode together. Um, the marketing of it and all of that kind of stuff that's way more efficient um, and then just in the in the fact of how many we just keep pumping out we're just being efficient which is really good um, but I, I, I will always remember some something that I saw and this has got nothing to contradict the the quality of our episodes because uh, I'm, I'm always happy with every episode that we do and what we talk about I've never really walked away from an episode and been like oh oh let's not put that one up you know, I, I've never had that feeling, which I think is a bloody massive tick in our box. But the one thing I'll always remember is that someone said when it comes to content creation, it's about quantity, not quality. Yeah. Because because uh, everyone is um, objective in their own opinions of things. You know what I mean? So no matter what your quality is, someone might not like that. Someone might like that more. But if you're pumping out quality then people are seeing more of it kind of thing, and at least in content creation. So that's something that I've always remembered in the back of my head. But like I said, that's not a detriment or how I feel um, our podcast is in the sense of its quality. I still think what we're doing is great work and I'm, I'm still very happy with it. But the fact, like you said, we've pumped out 50 episodes in a year is just, I, I it still blows my mind that we've done that. Yeah, it's mental. I think quantity over quality sounds so wrong. Tabby Kai and I spoke about this this morning. And I was saying that, of course, we want it to be quality. Of course, we want how the content that we're creating to be uh, new, interesting, thought-provoking, insert whatever adjective here. But when it comes down to it, you know, half the stuff that you put out, people aren't going to listen to yeah. or see or read because yeah. people aren't... Mm. People have lives. They have other stuff going on. They'll miss an episode. Yep. Just like people that put stuff on Instagram all the time, you'll miss a post. Just in the same way that sometimes like we miss significant events with people because, thank God, most people aren't on social media. And I extend that to sort of like Spotify as kind of an extension of that and YouTube as an extension of that. People aren't watching and listening stuff all the time. And so you have to have the stamina to keep putting stuff out and not only put stuff out, not be affected when numbers drop or numbers aren't mm. rising in the way you mm. want them to because 99% of content isn't going to go viral. Like this yep. episode could have 60 listens rather than 40 listens rather than 20 listens. We aren't going to look at it and go, wow, 60. The audience has grown like now we'll get mad money you know it's just it's just it's <laughs> yeah, uh, not not the case it's such a long game in that if we want to take this podcasting and turn it into something completely profitable for us as artists or turn it into new medium um that ends up being a more significant part of our career it's not going to be because of the stuff we spoke about in 90 minutes on the show it's going to be the proof that we can churn mm. the stuff out yeah, and the, just like numbers matter, not from the audience base, but going like you can back us to be able to put this stuff out regularly and go through the grind of editing, recording, distributing, reset, do that all again. 
and it is hard. Yeah. Like that, I mean, oh, people yeah. ask me how the podcast is going. I'll always be positive about it. I always always say, oh, yeah, it's cool. Like, last week was great. I was sick one week. Last week we did an episode on this. But, you know, I could very honestly answer that with actually it's really tiring at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. putting the stuff out takes mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of work. But the good thing is because we are enjoying the show and we're not taking it too seriously, yeah. it yeah. never feels like we have to come on and speak about maths for 90 minutes or you know or or we're gonna come on and speak about something that could have a massive massive backlash we're kind of not really dabbling in that that field of stuff or if we are speaking about serious topics we always preface it by saying this is just our opinions within our lived Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. um but yeah quantity over quality bro absolutely i think that is that is something that is people are afraid to say or admit that it's true but volume is so important yeah totally totally yeah well it is it's the umbrella of it all it's the whole it's the it's the big it's the big picture it's what do we want to be remembered in the sense of the bros of bruce podcast and and what we were able to attain and do and put out for sure on a, on a massive scale um but and in, in, in saying that i did want to move on to to one thing now you you did just mention numbers now me and James have always talked about numbers aren't important at all. But I've I, literally stopped looking. I, I haven't yeah, looked at the numbers is, in a long yeah, time. Which is absolutely fair. And I and that's one thing that we just said to each other. We were like, uh, uh, we're not doing it for this. We're not doing it for monetary value, anything like that. We're doing it purely because we enjoy talking with each other. And it's like, why can't we just have those conversations and let other people start their own conversations as well? Um, but I do I do venture into ACAST every now and then. On ACAST, um, we have the ability of being able to see uh, how many downloads an episode has had, um, where that reach has been as well, the kind of stats of when things have been downloaded, have you know people found new episodes or gone back and things like that. It's, it's, um, it's quite a, a broad strokes of data, but it's still really fascinating. But I do, I do have some numbers which I will venture through with you, James. Just because I think, um, I think it's just, I, you know, it's we're capping this past year kind of thing. So yeah. I think it's cool to mention, uh, as you as the listeners, what you've kind of been uh, enjoying, I guess. Um, but when we've obviously had two, you know, we've had two, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, distributors. Of, of this podcast so we had buzzsprout when we first yep. started for a couple months and we've been with tnc since using Acast. um so since we're no longer with buzzsprout i can't actually we can't see any of that information that we used to have um, we have it somewhere i screenshot it, it all, somewhere. so it wasn't lost into yes either, but it's no. a different but it's yeah you know, they don't download those numbers to the new the new platform yeah exactly yeah um but for an amazing uh achievement of us for both podcasts we've had over 2000 downloads over the past year i think about 2200 downloads um which is just once again uh amazing and that's over yeah the, about the 50 episodes you do the math you know that that gives you the average i guess ready ready rah um but that's still pretty amazing i think um the other other big ones is all of the countries. Well, we we used to shout out the um the countries and the, the new countries we've had a few listens. But look, I'll, I'll quickly just rattle off uh, all of the countries we've we've at least had a download. There's about four countries here we've only had one download uh, since being on Acast. But they I'm dabbled and they didn't a, come back. Yeah, exactly. They listened. They're like, ah, uh, no. Um, 
but I am aware when we were on Buzzsprout, there were also plenty of countries as well. But since being on TNC, these are the stats that we have. So we have had listens or have listeners in New Zealand, United States, the UK, Australia, Sweden, France, Belgium, Spain, Canada, India, Singapore, Germany, Honduras, Argentina, Brazil, Italy, and South Africa. And I just think of that and being like whoa uh two guys in new zealand talking about the entertainment industry social and life issues and beer and we've reached all uh, pretty much across the whole whole world which is (laughs) which is really cool um i think that's really cool new zealand obviously is our um is, is where our main listeners are is where our family is being based here um but yeah obviously james's outreach and and where he's been in the world the united states the uk we have friends over there and listeners being with tnc australia um and yeah we've we've got other friends in other places of the world but then also i look at some of these countries i'm like i know absolutely no one in any of these countries um so yeah it's just really cool to see that outlook and and just how amazing i guess the internet is in that sense of how it can provide uh that reach that, yeah. that worldwide reach you know just we yeah. love our new zealand listeners but let me of say course. this if you're an international listener and you hear this whether it's within the few days of us posting or weeks later months later please send us a message on you know we have the bros and brews podcast on instagram we also have a facebook page which we don't really use anymore yeah, we haven't that's really a whole other story yeah facebook true. is dead um <laughs> Or, you know, if you know one of us personally to send us a message on WhatsApp or whatever. If you're an international listener, please, and you you hear this, please send us a message. We'd love to shout you out on the Instagram to say thank you. Um, Because having an international community is so cool, particularly people that we don't interact with as regularly as, say, people Mm. at home. The fact that you are listening to us, whether complete strangers or acquaintances or we've known each other for a few years but you live in the other half of the world please send us a message we'd love to shout you out um because just recognizing the people that are listening is a big thing for us like we love to know who our audience is like that's a, a massive part for us of course if you're in new zealand and you're listening click us a message we'll shout you out too. <laughs> we got you we know you're here we know you're here um and then also my last uh my last stats um which I, I think it's I think it's interesting just in the sense of what you guys, the listeners, I guess, have engaged with. And now that might be in the sense of just like uh, the marketing, the title of an episode, or maybe our our, our own outreach with that episode as well. Um, these are the these are the top four episodes that we've had um, at with TNC at least. So since we've been with TNC, all of our downloads, so obviously. There's, there were a lot of downloads we were with Buzzsprout, and I know for a fact that our um, our first episode, our very first episode, is the most download episode we've ever had, um, just because, obviously, that's where you start. So when we when we were in Buzzsprout... Every exactly. Every show, yeah. every podcast, every show. first yeah, episode, exactly. people first episode, click bang. it just to hear the people they know listen to it, and then they yep. never come back. So that's not they normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but out of... With being TNC, um, our biggest episodes have been uh, episode 24 of season one, Mental Health and the Arts. Uh, Episode 25 of season one, Mental Health, We Open Up. 
Season 1, Episode 29, Cancel Culture. Uh, And our most downloaded, listened to episode, Season 2, Episode 8, The Wedding Special. Oh, really? How interesting is that, right? Because that episode is literally recorded on the side of a beach in the open with just two chairs, a table, mic and a laptop and just covered in palms. Um, And we were there for a very special occasion, SJ, SJ Arts, who very much helps us with this episode. We were there for her wedding. And that is our most downloaded episode on, on TNC so far. So the people were saying they want us to travel more. Okay, better find some, uh, <laughs> some gold coins to uh, make that happen. And we'll put it on the yeah. road and uh, we'll have some holidaying. Anyone else that wants to get married and have us along for Wedding Special 2, Wedding Special 3, we are happy to be part of the party. Yeah. But um, yeah, I also know for a fact that November last year um, is where we've had um, the most listens. And we committed that whole month of November, uh, Movember, um, to mental health. Um, so it's really amazing to know that um, people were really listening into those um, as we opened up about certain aspects of our life and our mental health and other areas of mental health and things like that, where, yeah, November and Movember was really successful. And I got to say, as we look back on the past year, that month was really important to me. Uh, and was really pivotal in my own mental health. So having this kind of uh, outlet um, and connection with with you, James, and and doing those episodes, and obviously coming down to Wellington and, and doing a few in person as well, um, that month really changed my outlook um, on 2020 because, as I've talked about before, 2020 was just a ridiculously hard year for me, for all of us, for James as well. Man, we had so much changes um, and, you know, we thought 2020 was going to go a certain direction and it really didn't so November was was really was really important to me and it was nice to see that it was also important for our listeners as well so um, I just want to give a big shout out to to everyone that has tuned into those episodes because yeah there's a lot of heart and soul in those ones um, because mental health is obviously a massive topic for all of us um, and it, as me and James advocate all the t- all the time and that this is why we love having these conversations and, and talking with each other because um, it's amazing what having a conversation with someone can do. It's, sim- it's just really as simple as that. Absolutely. And if you've come to the podcast sort of just within season two or there's a bunch of, you know, episodes that you've you've missed, like go back and, and listen to them. And that's not me just saying, you know, plugging our, our stuff. I'm I'm only mentioning that because most of the episodes that we have done are listenable at any point and that's mm. why we do um you know show notes if you go on the the episode on spotify or you know google podcasts wherever apple Podcasts, they should, they should all have within the episodes time stamps of when we talk about stuff and forget the first half hour that's just us catching up and the season having a beer and doing all that fun stuff but you can go and just listen to the the 30 to 45 minutes of us hitting you know some of the more more interesting deep dive topics that they're not 90 minutes those bits of chat are actually only like 40 minutes and they're still there you know like things like 
cancel culture and the mental health episodes and toxic masculinity and like cultural identity, all that sort of stuff. It's still there and it's still just as relevant as when we have those those conversations. So don't be afraid of going back and listening to old episodes because you think they're outdated or because we upload relatively frequently you might think well you know that time has passed sure maybe the the first part of the episode but you can easily dive into the show notes and go and listen to the sort of meteor back third of the episode where we where we hit some of those those topics and some of them you don't need to go back and listen to you know yeah yeah exactly um do you know what i've just done <laughs> this is this you is how recording no, this is how I that, that would have been a whole other thing. Um, this is how raw this episode is. Um, I completely lied about our most listened to uh, episode. Liar, 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 pencil fire. I put the I put the star, my little asterisks on the completely wrong one, um, and I've just realised that now. Um, those four episodes are still our most listened to episodes, um, but I'm sorry, it is not the wedding special. It is still, like I said, it is up there. Um, it's actually mental health and the arts. Right. That's our most listened to episode. Um, I do apologize. Um, I That is my notes. I, I, I still took a few notes for today. Um, but no, that is our most listened to, uh, sorry, our most downloaded episode, Mental Health and the Arts. And that was, once again, during November. Um, not taking away the wedding special at all, because I absolutely loved just that whole weekend and that, that whole episode. I thought, man, it was so much fun and so random to be able to do that and share that as well. Share that moment with SJ and Dan. Um, but no, Mental Health and the Arts. Sorry, I blundered that one. That's what There's you people so have many engaged episodes, with the most. Guys. We put out so much content. There's just so much out there. <laughs> Even with us, it's really hard to keep track oh, of it. You know? so, you're just, so hard. When you're absolutely churning out just quality all the time, it's <laughs> obviously talking out my ass. No, man, I've got to say, though, to, to kind of, I guess, put a put a cap on this because we could, we could reflect and celebrate oh, until the cows come home. Yeah, super just proud of, of our ability to keep going with this thing um, yeah. and keep yeah. keep recording, literally just hitting the record button and seeing what comes out and, and the hours of work to edit and put it together. And, um, you know, a year is a long time. 50 episodes is a lot of minutes of conversation that we've we've put together. And, yeah, who, who knows where we'll be in another a year's time. You know, inevitably Matt and I would love to have something you know some screen project come up or a massive theater com you know project come up that means that we might have to take an ex- extended break the show might change yeah. at some point but true at this point in time reflecting on the last year you know if a year ago you had said to me forget any numbers next by this time next year you will have done 50 episodes and you will have covered all of these topics in this many hours of recording i would have taken that as a massive massive one and would have been like damn that's going to take a lot of work and i think that's that's all that really matters is being proud of the the amount of hours that we've we've put into a show that you know we are really proud of from a content perspective you know we've spent a fair amount of the, the last you know hour or so speaking about you know, <laughs> the content doesn't matter but actually we are really proud of <laughs> the range proud. of things we that are. we've discussed about and um you know we, we have a whole bunch of more more stuff in the can this is not you know the the end of anything there's many many episodes still still to come um and of course if there's anything you think we should we should talk about episodes that you've enjoyed fair not the uh the now that's what we call music 
episode oh. two will be coming soon. We'll be yes. getting the next 10 Now albums. That is one that yes. has definitely been requested and will come back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you have any requests or topics that you think we should hit, like we're always open. You know, We don't plan them so strictly that we would put it off for six months would probably be the next episode (laughs) but yeah man just want to say i'm I'm super proud of of our our output and the the mahi that we've we've put in and yeah excited for for the show to keep on keeping on yeah man for sure and i mean I, i think it's a good point um that you just brought up as well i mean i'm excited about our careers as well you know we've we talk about it we've talked about things that we're passionate about and in, in the you know entertainment industry and and stage and film and all of that kind of stuff i mean that's realistically as you said what we want to be doing you know um so i'm excited to see where we both really go with that and if that does take us away from this then that's almost rewarding in itself because uh, we would have hit where we wanted to be um and this is but this this has been just yeah oh, it's just been great bro honestly this past year without doing this i would have gone absolutely mad um and yeah creatively this has just been a great output um and like i said before mentally so yeah i really do uh, like i said bro i love you bro and i really appreciate it you too man and we should say a timestamp of a weird year in 10 years 20 years 30 years if the world is still spinning and we're still here and our technology has allowed us to still have access to these files like what a great timestamp of a weird year we're going to be so happy <laughs> to have recordings of us discussing you know covid the year that we've had that stuff will be so so valuable because mm. that's the one thing that i'd say as humans we're kind of bad at doing because we're bad at recognizing that we're living through a weird interesting difficult period and recording that and in some ways this is kind of our i guess our oral diary of what the last year yeah it's our time capsule right yeah absolutely it's a a time capsule and i haven't gone back and listened to any of the really early episodes at length but i think if i do i'll be surprised when i hear us saying oh you know we're all in lockdown or we're all doing this and we'll be like whoa damn whoa forgot how long ago it has been um since we've done that but to finish yeah. off this, this episode you know we do want to keep things things trucking along and you know one of our, th- our through lines has always been um you know the entertainment industry performing arts pop cultures what is out there what's what's new um and just because it's a celebration day doesn't mean we can we can slack off from that so i've got to ask you man <laughs> what are you watching what have you been watching recently anything new to report shows films anything Yep, yep. I uh, I had watched the the brand new uh, just released this week, or was it end of last week? Regardless, within the last week, um, the new Disney movie Cruella. Oh, um, yeah, man. Yep, Emma Stone uh, fronts up the uh, the villainous uh, Disney character uh, Cruella from uh, Hundred Dalmatians, Hundred One Dalmatians. Which, man, my childhood, I absolutely love that. I love Hundred One Dalmatians so much. Um, and yeah, so Disney have released this live action, uh, movie on Cruella, which basically depicts how she really came to, to how she was, where she was, her backstory, really, um, her origin story. And it's, I gotta say, man, it's amazing. It's actually really good. I, me and mum were really hesitant, um, because once again, you know, it's Disney trying to just kind of throw something out. 
Um, but I gotta say, Emma Stone, brilliant, really brilliant, really encompasses Cruella, I feel, and and just gives that character a little bit more from from the animated, you know, um, movies from our childhood. Um, and the story itself, I think, was really good. It was a really there were moments in it that were good homages to to the original. Um, and gave us like a, for those that know 101 Dalmatians was like, oh yeah, I see that. (laughs) Ha Yeah, I see that. Um, it was actually really funny. Uh, it was also really moving as well. Um, and I think that's, um, just, uh, you know, massive ups to the actors themselves. Um, but I thought the story in itself, the way that the, the plot kind of went out throughout the movie was done really well. Um, the you know the climax the the pits and the troughs and the falls throughout the whole movie I think they were really really well executed and also visually stunning absolutely visually stunning obviously Cruella herself being this fashion icon um, it's it's absolutely beautiful it is a really beautiful movie so it's currently at the movies at the moment um, I must say me and mum got premium um, access um, on Disney plus um, so if someone in particular does want to watch it, they would be able to watch it. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but yeah, uh, it's available on Disney By Plus. By signing up access. to, uh, Disney Plus themselves and paying themselves, the fee, of course. Duh, of that is course. exactly what Matt's talking about. <laughs> that's exactly uh, what I'm saying. For a certain amount of dollars, you can sign up for an account and be a free trial. Um, that's, of course, where yep. he was going. Yeah, that's a, a definitely, definitely, that's what I was saying. Um, and then, yeah, still available at the movies as well. Um, but yeah, Cruella, r- really good, really good, surprisingly. Nice. It's been one of those films that I've been aware of and didn't realise the that it was a backstory film. Mm. I don't know why. I just, I think my presumption was that it was 101 Telmations sort of slightly retold rather than essentially from the sounds of it being a prequel. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a prequel, but they've obviously they've endowed it with their own changes. I feel like it can definitely go to sequels, and I think that's what they might do. I think it's it's not necessarily like a direct prequel, but it's definitely a homage prequel to. If you know 101 Dalmatians, then this would still definitely like be it. Right, right. That yep. makes sense. Yeah. Um. Cool. Add it to the list. Is it? Yep, is it add quite it to the list. short? No, it's two hours and 17 minutes, I believe. Wow. For a Disney but film, insane, that's really long. Yeah, man. But in saying that, I didn't notice. I didn't it's notice. Good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually probably more inclined to watch it if it is long. Because if it had been, you know, an hour 40, I would think it probably isn't as developed as I would want it to be. But if it's mm. that long, you know clearly the, the story they've allowed time for for twists and turns as it were um my what are you watching is down a completely other end of the spectrum uh it, this week's what are you watching is entirely dominated by rewatches. i don't know if i mentioned last week that i uh i was re-watching the uh, fabulous and classic franchise uh the harry potter films <laughs> um yeah <laughs> Yeah, classic me, really. But, classic you. Yeah, we we watched all eight within the space of a couple of weeks. And I've got to say, my opinions on the films have changed. And for years, <gasps> I had an, uh, a pretty set order. And I won't reveal them today. There's not enough time. And this will be, you know, it needs, it needs time to flesh out. But watching all eight 
and probably the shortest period of time that I've ever consumed them all. I've never done like the full marathon or seen them all in three days or but watching all that, it gives you an appreciation for how much the films change and the actors change. So be prepared sometime in the near future for me to, to give my new two cents as a very informed, uh, he says in a sort of egotistical way, uh, Harry Potter head. Um, but I've been <laughs> been rewatching those. But now that we've finished, June the 1st has come and gone. The first day of winter. And I said to Fran on the first day of winter, we are going back and we are rewatching Game of Thrones from the start. Oh, fruitcake. So we've done season one, episode one and two. And it's so good to be back, man. Seriously. It Look, feels like, yeah. it feels like yeah. we're starting out with an old friend and re I've never rewatched them. I've only ever seen every episode once. Yeah, same. And coming back and knowing what happens, kind of the the wintry vibes of Game of Thrones. It's 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 nice. It's good to be back. Yeah, I, 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 my, my one question to you is: Are you going to watch the last season? Or probably. Do you think you'll just leave it before it? Because <laughs> that's my, because uh, yeah, my, my problem is, is that I love Game of Thrones, absolutely loved it, but there's part of me that doesn't want to rewatch it because I, 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 I that last season just doesn't doesn't do it for me. And I feel like I will be watching all of this beautiful story just to get to that climax and be like, no. But I think if I'm going to really sit and, you know, sit firm in my opinion of the last season was trash, I can be more confident and informed in those opinions, having done a whole rewatch from season one all the way through and Mm, be able to speak about certain character arcs and how that was rubbished at the end or the momentum being, being rubbished. Whereas when season, you know, the last season came out, I actually couldn't tell you what happened in season three uh, or yeah, what happened in you. season five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, you know, yep. it was just, they felt wrong at the time and we could speak about being unsatisfied with certain characters arcs finishing. But I think it will be satisfying to watch uh, the earlier seasons and go all the way through and be able to reflect and go, yep, having watched it all, we were correct in our opinions that the final <laughs> season was trash. <laughs> But I'm yeah, excited. Nice. I'm I excited. And I, I know uh, I can fall into the trap of rewatching stuff rather than watching new stuff. But Game of Thrones was breathtaking television. Oh, and, heck yeah! And totally I, agree. I'm excited to be back and and rediving into uh, what is like one of the the great aspects of pop culture from from I guess our twenty plus years on on the planet game of thrones what an institution so that's me at the moment i'm not necessarily encouraging everyone to go back and watch it but winter is now here it's been coming for a while and um (laughs) game of thrones get back into it if if you so if you so desire and some people have never seen game of thrones before just you know we've all been there we've spoken really early on in fact the foundations of this this podcast was talking about having opinions on pop culture and blindly going about them without ever actually experiencing the thing you say you don't like. Mm, true. People were like that with Game of Thrones. I was like that yeah. with Game of Thrones. Give it if a you've never watched it, just honestly give it a chance because it's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. Hey, to end and cap this episode very quickly, how was your Garage Project beer? Pretty good, man, if I'm honest. Um, so it says a hazy riff on our classic Venetian inspired pale ale. So I don't know if this Ooh. is actually marketed as a hazy. I wouldn't be surprised if it was because I'm really enjoying it. And we know that 
that both of us uh, enjoy hazies. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I, I have enjoyed it. It's definitely fruity and sweet in the way that we like our, our IPAs or, or pale ales. I'm just mm-hmm. sort of scrolling through uh, the pages. I want to make sure that I give it a, a, a fair a fair score. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I think I would give this... I'm going to have one more sip just to really draw it out. I think that I'm going to give it a score of 8.3, which makes it my second highest score of the season, I think. Nice. Yeah. Transit of Venus, Phoenix Foundation, Garage Project, Uh, 8.3, really good. And yours? Um, look, I finished mine real quick, real quick. And I, and I don't, and you know, obviously if you enjoy a drink and you finish a beverage, great. Me personally with my beers, I obviously like taking my time with them, I guess. But the thing with this session ale is that's the point, I guess, to be able to get through it really easily because it is such low alcohol percentage. Um, it's only, it's only 0.6 standard drinks. It's not even a standard drink in itself. Um, so it was really nice to... It was really easy to drink, um, although it still felt like I was having quite a full beer, um, which I found very interesting. Um, it's not as hoppy as what I usually like. Didn't leave a lot of notes at the back of my palate when drinking, um, which, like as I said, I usually like. So I'm uh, just in the sense of I get a session ale, I get a nice, easy drink, um, but you can still enjoy it. I'm going to give it a... It's not my favourite. It's not my worst. I'm going to give it a... See, I'm going to go 7.3. Nice. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Nothing wrong with 7.3. No. They're not going to be eights, you know? What is interesting is, is we've never we've never had a nine beer. We have been quite, I don't know if we've been conservative, but... I've had an 8.9. Yeah, but we've never had, never had a, nine. a nine point something. When that day comes, that would just be oh, exciting. Um, Ten weeks of roulette, again, a nice kind of round number as we as we move into the, the next three weeks period, which we don't know what it will entail. No. The price pool's at $40. You know, Forty dollars of the the brulette prize pool, and we'll just forty dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, maybe it'll never happen, and we'll never have to cough that up. I don't know, or it's going to happen, and someone's going to win big. It's like the pokies, but brulette. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't know what the next few weeks look like. Uh, obviously, just stay tuned on on socials, and and if an episode pops up, it'll it'll pop up. Um, we'll post about it in advance. We don't really know, but. Yeah, I guess the main thing I want to say to, to finish off is is thank you to, to you, Matt, obviously, for all your your hard work and your support and your continued drive to have this keep going. And obviously to you, the audience, with, with you guys, it, it serves, well, not no meaning, but, you know, we even though this started off as something for ourselves and it will always be conversations with each other, uh, it means a whole different thing to have you guys listening um whether you're someone that's listening quietly and you you don't even know who we are or or friends good friends who are listening we appreciate all of your support so uh yeah as we celebrate a year and and 50 episodes thank you so much for for your part of of the journey 
yeah every everything he just said guys um but yeah no thank thank you so much um bro um i said it all before um and i'll say it again this last year really wouldn't have been the same uh without you every week uh, and without this every week um and without our listeners every week as well um we 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 i truly do appreciate you um but james i can definitely say that i absolutely love you bro so thank you love you too my bro and uh i guess man for now all that is left to be said is we will see you next time Stuck in the ground